All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show, hosted by Jason Strudwick today. Hope you're having a great day. Woke up this morning, some pretty big news. Two uh, groups we didn't think would ever join or most thought would never join came together, live golf and of course the pga tour tuples break this down let's bring our big guest of the day in uh brought to you by silent rides charter company one of alberta's premier bus charter companies with state-of-the-art motor coaches safely taking your team or group to the next destination book your ride at silentrides.ca i'd like to welcome in now uh, mr patrick mcdonald from cbs golf uh, thanks for joining us patrick and you know did you have any sense that this type of arrangement or agreement was imminent uh between these two huge parties Jason, big guest of the day. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> flattered, absolutely flattered. Uh, as for any indication that I saw a merger between uh, the Saudi PIF and the PGA Tour coming together, no. And you could even say Tiger Woods never saw it coming because he wasn't told. Rory McIlroy was never told. So it really did come out of the blue here. I think in these antitrust cases, you got to remember these guys were going. I got at it in court. They typically do resolve in some sort of, uh, you know, settlement deal. But I, I didn't see it coming this early. Why is this uh, a good idea for a PJ Tour? It seemed like uh, Jay Monahan was adamant that they were never going to 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 mix with uh, Live Golf. Yeah, we, we got off a media call with him. He spoke to a small group uh, of journalists, and the way he put it is, he's taken, you know, a. a chess piece off the board, right? He's taking a huge competitor off the board with Live Golf, and he gets an influx of capital uh, through the Saudi Arabian. So what, I mean, what is that capital? Oh, go ahead. Go, no, you got it. No, I was saying, what, what was the capital needed? Like, what is, why does PJ need that capital? 
Well, I mean, the PGA Tour uh, kind of looked to squeeze the most out of their events this year to kind of counteract the recruitment of players to live golf. So you saw that with the increased purses. I mean, Scotty Scheffler won $4.5 million for his win at the Players' Championship. There's eight designated events with $20 million. That's not going to last forever. And so the PGA Tour needed an influx of capital. So Saudi Arabia came in. They're starting this new for-profit entity with them in the DP World Tour. Uh, so it does make a lot of sense from that respect. Why was this making sense for for the Live Tour to 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 partner up with the longstanding PGA Tour? It, it makes sense for kind of the people behind Live Tour, Saudi Arabian and the public investment fund. Their goal has always been to have influence in the game of golf, and now they do. Uh, I mean, they've got a seat at the table. Their governor is on the PGA Tour policy board now. Uh, so it, it made a lot of sense for them. They never really saw Live Golf as a long-term viable option. The economics of the league were never going to work out. I mean, to get by, their plan was to sell their franchises, you know, the 12 different teams of four players. They were receiving little to no interest on that front. So it does make a lot of sense, and I don't think this timing is really uh, – it, it, it's not it, – it's very – look, they're, they're in court together. PJ Tour is going through a discovery I've talked to a few people saying the PJ Tour didn't want to kind of go down that process even more, re- reveal some financial information as well. The DOJ is looking into the PJ Tour as well in court. So the key point here for the PJ Tour was that they got the litigation, all litigation with Liv ended. And for Liv and the PIF, they got kind of a seat at the table and a big one. So what can fans and even the players expect as, as changes uh, now that these three groups have, have merged? Yeah, I think it's tough to say right now what to expect in terms of just being a golf fan and what events, but maybe something, you know, like a DP World Tour, Live Tour, PGA Tour, once a month, a designated event, so to speak, or a team competition. Uh, there, it, Jay Monahan said the word framework a lot uh, in the recent media session. They still need to hash out a lot of the details, the schedule being one of them. I'm interested to see about the fluidity between tours. In the press release, it stated that their live players will be allowed to reapply for PGA Tour membership. Some have speculated that includes paying a potential fee, but it's all hearsay right now. Joined by Patrick McDonald from CBS uh, Golf. He's a writer there discussing the big merger today that came out very early here uh, this morning. Um, what does this do for Jay Monahan and his leadership uh, you know, relative towards uh, the players in the PGA? Uh, it's, uh, I don't think Jay Monahan has a lot of, a lot of fans in his corner at the moment. He just came out of the players meeting before he met with us. Uh, Johnson Wagner of golf show, who is still a PGA tour player was in the meeting. He said that the negative positive split was about 90, 10. There were standing ovations when players asked for new leadership at the PGA tour. And you got to remember they're at the Canadian open this week. That's a lot of kind of mid-tier, uh, you know, low-tier PGA Tour players that were in that meeting, kind of those guys ranked 70 to 150 in the FedEx Cup, who probably felt a bit, uh, you know, a bit bad with the new schedule that Jay even proposed as well, with the new designated events that would have only catered to the top half of the PGA Tour. So he had already scorned this middle, lower class of the PGA Tour. And with this move, now he scorns the upper class. He didn't tell Rory McIlroy about it. We saw Colin Morikawa on uh, social media today. He didn't know about it. Justin Thomas didn't know about it. And these, these are guys who have stuck their neck out on the line, who defended the PGA Tour, 
in you know in part and Jay, and now he went back on this word. Uh, players were calling him a hypocrite in the meeting, uh, and so Jay Monahan has you know a, a tough way back. But we got to remember, a lot of people always have knee-jerk reactions to such big news, and I wonder if a couple extra zeros in their bank account uh, won't smooth this over with bigger prize purses and whatnot. Now, what about the live players that they did go over, and they, you know, some of them took home, you know, quite a bit of money to to move over. How does that all equal out? Does it just stop now? Does it continue, or do you have any sense about how that money will be, you know, used or not used for what they're doing uh, on now coming back or joining the PGA Tour in some way? Yeah, I don't really have much insight to that, but like you said, if you're a Brooks Koepka, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau. You got to be feeling pretty good about, about your decision. You secured <laughs> a very big payday. You're still able to play in all the major championships. None of those guys really missed them except for Phil. Uh, and now you're back in the good graces of the PGA Tour. So it, it seems to me like, like I said, the Rory McIlroy's, the Colin Morikawa's, those top guys who defended the PGA Tour in the first place kind of received the short end of the stick. Uh, and Brooks Koepka and Dustin Johnson are smiling and sitting pretty. Now, I'm wondering, you know, you, you look at the, I believe it was the Masters where two of the top three players were from the Live Tour. Do you think that the, the, the results of Live players doing well on the PGA Tour or what your know, traditional PGA Tour, do you think that affected at all any of these decisions or is that just uh, neither here nor there? Uh, I think it's a fair point and it's all speculative on my part, but yeah. I definitely think Jay probably felt some pressure from some partners uh, who bought into some, you know, deals with the PGA Tour before Live Golf and bought into the entire world of golf, you know, the likes of Dustin Johnson and Brooks Koepka and Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed. I mean, what Live really did is they just sucked all the big personalities out of the PGA Tour, some of the great guys to follow, whether you like them or hate them. And when it comes to sport, hating is, hating is almost more fun than liking, right? You need uh, Patrick Beverly on the court every now and again uh, to scream at him and whatnot. And so I think he probably felt some pressure to kind of unify golf in that way again. Uh, but it's all speculative on my end. What does this leave uh, Greg Norman? Oh, old Greg. Uh, it does not leave Greg <laughs> in a good spot. He found out about the deal one minute before the press release went out. Uh, the PIF governor was on CNBC here in the United States this morning, and he said he had just called Greg right before he came on the air. So he was not in on the deal. He wasn't mentioned in the press release. His participation in the league moving forward hasn't been mentioned at all. I assume he's probably getting a pretty handsome payday somehow, but I can't imagine he's going to be a part of it, especially with Jay Monahan. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, all asking for his exit uh, earlier this year. And one last one for you, Patrick. When you when you look back, you know, five, ten years from now, what what would be the legacy of just that one year of live golf? Oh, I would the legacy. That's a great question. I think it's tough to say now, but like you said, looking back, it, it really just changed the ecosystem and put the power back into the players hands i mean phil mickelson love him or hate him i know he's been super active on twitter lately uh he kind of he kind of called it shot babe ruth style he, he said the pga tour was sitting on extra money ended up they were they you know increased their purses this year 
Uh, he called them out for their hypocrisy, said they were going to get screwed over by them. And so I know a lot of people thought Liv would tarnish Phil's uh, reputation, but I would say it would make it even better looking back on it. Patrick, thanks, buddy. A busy day for you. I'm sure more details will come over the next few weeks. So I appreciate your time and uh, soak up those details, my man. Oh, yeah, I'll try. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Patrick McDonald, CBS Sports Golf. Uh, what a day for him, trying to figure that out and wake up and that falls in your plate. That's a busy, busy day. And that was our big guest today, brought to you by Silent Rise Charter Company. It's You know, you look at some of the main players in this. Obviously, Jay Monahan, the uh, leader of the PGA. I just don't know how he, you know, the players, the players, just the ones that stayed, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then, you know, he just does a complete change of face, or about face, I believe they call it. How can you trust him, right? How, you know, what, what, what does it mean for his leadership? Greg Norman, the guy who kind of put this together, the Live Golf Tour. Um, you know, what, what, what does it mean for his future? So the two guys that maybe been battling it out for the last couple of years are they the two guys that may not be in those places at all moving forward it's it's going to be so interesting to watch this play out how are the teams how do they do how does the uh, the two two or three tours mingle in what happens to that money all those guys got like if they're only committed for a year do they still get it like i i just i am fascinated by this whole situation but i i do think that a little uh, some competition is a good thing for golf and they got it they absolutely got it all right let's check out here really quick um, when we come back, Eric Stevens, Ducks and Kings reporter, both have had a lot of news the last couple of days. We'll get into both teams next on the Gregor Show, hosted by Stradwick on Empton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. 426 in the capital city. Have yourself a great day. I'm Jason Stradwick in for Jason Gregor on the Gregor Show on TSN 1260. He'll be back tomorrow. Spit and fire. And talking a lot as well. Let's go uh, around the NHL now. With McDonald's. McDonald's is your destination for chill summer treats with all your favorite cra- uh, favorites you crave. Enjoy a Sunday or snack-sized milkshake for only $2 or a cone for only $1 exclusively on the McDonald's app. Eric Stevens now joined us, and he can do both Ducks and Kings. Well, let's start with the news that came out yesterday. The Ducks now have a new coach, Greg Cronin. And uh, Eric, why was he the choice? Because he didn't seem to be the most uh, popular choice. Uh, when you look at some of the names that were being thrown around previously. Yeah, hey, uh, Jason, thanks thanks a lot for letting me on. Um, you know, you're right on that in terms of Greg uh, certainly not having the biggest name out there. You know, I think it's safe to say that uh, among those that maybe emerged, uh, you know, toward the end, uh, Travis Green was, you know, probably one that sort of, uh, you know, fit that criteria in terms of being an, an experienced guy, obviously, with his uh, turn in uh, Vancouver. But, um, I, you know, what Pat Verbeek, uh, you know, really wanted and is found in Greg is uh, his reputation of being a teacher uh in addition to his uh, coaching acumen um uh, you know whatsoever um and, and that's going to be key for the ducks um with where they are at in their evolution and the fact that you know this this group is going to be really revolving around um the new core that's been assembled and and, part, and those that are in that core are, are Trevor Zegris and Troy Terry um Jamie Drysdale Mason McTavish um 
obviously who they'll pick with the with the number two choice, you know, here in this draft. Um, they won. Uh, Pat wanted someone that's really going to um, hammer into them, you know, really the de- the fine details of the game. Um, you know the you know the ability to play strong hockey at all areas of the ice, not just the offensive end, but um, within you know within their own zone uh, as well. You know, and 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 someone that's really been around, uh, you know, real around the game for a long time. Greg's been, you know, uh, in, in in it in different capacities at different levels, um, in different jobs in a way for over three decades. And so while maybe on the surface it might look like sort of a transitional hire and maybe it winds up being that, he wants uh, he wants someone that can really, again, kind of hammer home the, the finer details of the game so that this group that's coming up, um, you know, really knows how to play hockey the right way. How does the signing yesterday in Montreal affect uh, the negotiation for Trevor Zegras? You know, it's a great question, Jason, uh, and, and it's something that I certainly uh, noted uh, when that went down with Cole Caulfield, uh, you know, whatsoever. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, before that, you know, I think Jack Hughes' contract uh, you know, that he signed with New Jersey, the, the, the eight and 64 that he got, you know, certainly was something that uh, you imagined, uh, you know, Zegers and his camp uh, paid attention to. I mean, it, it's the same camp. It's, you know, Pat Brisson is, uh, is his agent. Um, you know, so that, you know, certainly was one to point to with Cole's deal sort of, sim- you know, somewhat similar in nature. Um, that's that's another one uh, that uh, you know you sort of file away. I think what it what it comes down to really though whether impa- impacts it or not. I think what it comes down to is whether Pat wants to go eight years with Trevor right now. Um, you know w- whether he wants to commit to that or if you know if he's more comfortable with looking at a bridge deal. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see over the summer. What does transpire? You know, is he willing to go go to eight years and then you know make that kind of same similar financial commitment that uh, you know those teams have made to uh, both you know Hughes and and, and Caulfield? Um, but you'd you'd imagine that already with two years, you know, two productive years under his belt, um, you know, Zegers is going to have you know at least uh, you know a little bit of you know good leverage. Uh, you know, going into negotiations, um, and and the fact that I mean he's going to be you know a, a a core piece for this team, and perhaps maybe their most marketable piece, uh, just even off the ice as well. John, by uh, talking all things uh, Ducks, and we'll get to the Kings in a minute with Eric Stevens. He's a reporter with the Athletic, covers both teams really well down there in California. Um, you know, they're they're you know. Depending on what happens with Terry and and of maybe Drysdale and Zegras, there's not a lot of long-term commitments. But one guy who does is John Gibson. You know, you always hear these rumblings, and he says no, he doesn't want to go. But do you think John Gibson is a is a duck uh, come opening day uh, next October? You know, I I personally I think it's changed from say last summer when, as you alluded to it, uh, you know he refuted. Uh, those um, reports or whatsoever that uh, he was looking uh, for an exit out of Anaheim. I think it may be a little bit different this time around. Um, it, you know, obviously there, there's more of that 
um, that has uh, that has surfaced, and 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 the way I see it, I, I think that a separation is in, inevitable. I just given the fact that you know Anaheim is not going to win here, uh, you know, in the, they're not going to be expected to win next year. It could be a few years before they're back um, at a, at a stage to where you know. You know, you can say that there are a playoff team or or a contender or whatever word you want to use here. Um, and you know, Gibson's 29. I mean, his you know his prime years, you know, are and you know, it's a strong word to say, but in 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 a sense, they're being wasted away. Uh, you know, the the longer he stays with the Ducks, so I, I just feel like there's a there's going to be a separation at some point. Is that going to be this summer? You know, during, during the year, you know, who knows? But the where Gibson is at in his career and where the Ducks are at in their evolution, it just doesn't line up uh, whatsoever. And so, you know, I, I've got to think that, um, you know, there, there's a there's a strong chance that, uh, you know, that he could, you know, he may be moved. And maybe it's a move that he might be even be seeking at this point. Eric Stevens joins us. Let's switch over now to uh, the L.A. Kings. The L.A. Kings made some uh, noise today. It, it feels like it was all about getting cap space uh, for this team that's definitely on the upswing in their evolution, uh, Eric. Yeah, you know, Jason, without question, this this was a cap uh, move. They, they needed to create some space um, in order to re-sign Vlad- Vladislav Gavrikov, um, who was outstanding, frankly, um, you know, after the trade from Columbus, it, he really solidified their top four on defense. Rob Blake had been looking for a left shot defender, you know, someone that could eat minutes, that could that could play sound uh, defense uh, for a long time. And he tried he tried to get uh, Jacob Chikrin. Uh, you know, that didn't work out. Um, but uh, Gavrikov proved to be a uh, terrific pivot to a plan B uh, there and and you know they, they need them uh, you know they need them they, they've made no secret that they want to resign them and so but, but they had to obviously clear some space in order to do that and you know just the mere fact that uh, you know Blake was able to move along Cal Peterson's contract when he's been doing that for a while uh, just to be able to do that um, is you know in a, in a sense of a, a victory in itself um, but uh, to also move along, you know, Saul Walker and open up, uh, you know, some more room to get Gavrikov done, uh, you know, he still has to do it. Uh, but it seems like all signs are pointing in that direction. And, uh, you know, that will certainly mitigate, um, you know, mitigate some of the blackout, black cloud that's been hanging over with, you know, the contract that he, or the extension that he gave Peterson in the first place. Who will be the two starting goalies next year for uh, for Kings? <laughs> they need one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix Copley is there, but they yeah, <laughs> Phoenix Copley is in place, and and who knows? Uh, but I think it's still you know up in the air in terms of who will be the starter on opening night. But uh, you know they need one. But you know now Rob has about thirteen million uh, of calf space at his disposal, so. He can not only get Gavrikov done, but get a goalie as well. And, and plus, uh, you know, he'll, he'll have to be able to sign, uh, you know, 
you know, re-sign uh, forward Gabe uh, Velarde, but he's a restrictive free agent. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think that'll be, you know, that'll get done at some point. But um, it seems like he's been able to at least clear up, uh, uh, clear open enough space in order to get all three of those moves done. And is Corpusello not uh, in the mix there to be a, to be the goaltender, one of the goaltenders for next year? I, you know, I, I don't think the door has been closed there, but uh, you know, I, I didn't get a sense even from you know from right afterward or whatsoever that he was necessarily one they were you know they were locked in on. You know, certainly not to the level of of, of Gavrikov, which they made no bones about it. You know, in terms of re-signing, where you know I I think Corpusalo is. Um, you know, is a more open discussion. Uh, just in the in the terms of, I don't, I don't think they were dissatisfied with his play. Uh, I know he faded at the end of that uh, that Edmonton series, um, but I, I don't think there was necessarily you know dissatisfaction. But you know, perhaps you know what number he's going to want to come in at as a free agent, um, and the option the other options that will be out on the market. I think there's going to be really some weighing as to which direction they could go there. Eric Steven joins us, the Ducks Kings reporter with The Athletic here on The Gregor Show on TSN 1260. Just a couple more for you. Um, you know, when the owners lost to, the, to, to Vegas, it was much different than I've seen in previous years. It was just like very disappointed. In, you know, they, they felt they should have done more. You know, they, they, they could have. They, I think they learned some lessons about how to maybe play away from the puck or they're going to have to improve on that. After the Kings lost, what, what was the sentiment in around that dressing room? Because I see them as a very good team and a team that I think is going to be a handful in the Pacific for years to come. You know, it, it's interesting. What came out of that was is that, you know, all the players and coaches, Tom McLellan, whatsoever, all felt like they were a better team than a year ago, uh, you know, at this mm-hmm. time when they, you know, when they lost to them. Last year was much more of a surprise you know, making the playoffs. They felt like they were a better team, but they also felt that Edmonton was better uh, as well. Um, And they know that the Oilers are going to be a team that they're going to have to contend with and somehow get past here. Now, part of that's going to be, you know, still working on the roster and, you know, trying to find ways to upgrade it to the point to where they're on equal footing uh, you know, at least with them, at least from you know from a whole roster standpoint, you know they're not going to match up with uh, Drysado and McDavid. You know, let's face it. Um, but in terms of a whole twenty-three man roster, um, you know, depth standpoint, you know they, they still have room to do that. You know, in terms of upgrading. But you no, know, they were certainly disappointed with uh, their penalty kill. Um, mm-hmm. You know, during that, you know, and, and in other areas, you know, the leads that they let get away. I mean, you know, game four, you know, I think it's really going to stick with them uh, over this offseason in, in, in terms of um, letting that get away, which, which really swung the, the series, in my opinion, in the Oilers' favor. But, you know, they're a playoff team. I mean, and they, you know, they should have to, you know, those expectations now. Um, they're no longer a, a rebuilding outfit. You know, today's moves even you know further show that. Um, but uh, you know, whether it's Edmonton, whether it's Vegas, whatsoever, there's still though a separation. There's still a gap that they need to close here uh, going forward. You know, in terms of being able to get by either of those uh, you know either of those teams and become a real 
you know, say cup contender or a real contender to get out of the West. One last one for Eric Stevens. Uh, what do you believe will be the legacy for Ivan Provorov in his short time with the Kings? <laughs> uh, the, well, the, the money that he's going to get from them <laughs> yeah. without, playing a, without playing a single second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot for this. A busy couple of days for you down there in California. Thanks, Jason. I really appreciate it. Always great talking to you. <laughs> Good seeing you, Eric. See you later. Eric Stevens, Ducks Kings reporter with The Athletic. Our our uh, around the NHL uh, brought to you by uh, McDonald's. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. You know, you, you get traded and you're there for like, you know, on paper for 30 seconds. And then you move on. It's another alumni he can join. I'm telling you, like the Ducks are, Ducks and the Kings are so different. They're just in totally two different places, right? Um, and what I find interesting is if, if they draft Fantelli, you know, I believe he's a center and they've already got Mason, Mata- Mason McTavish and uh, you know, Zegras, who, who is the center there, right? I, I, I'm, I'm assuming those three will all be in top six. Does Zegras become a winger? I don't know. Maybe. Austin Matthews? <laughs> don't. At least fans are sad, but that's not, that's not fair them up. Because you that's imagine those, Stratty. Think about it. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't think, I don't know. The Ducks, I don't know if I'd want to go there. I mean, they, they've got good people in place, so maybe they'll come, but... It, it just feels like they're a long ways away, doesn't it? I mean, they got Henrik and Silverberg are both up uh, free agents after this year, this this upcoming year. So where do you know the, 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 those guys that might move out? That'll be quite a bit of money. They'll have to they'll be able to replace. But after that, she gets pretty thin and young. And I know young is good, but young needs help, not just young, right? So going to be interesting. All right, let's duck out here quick, Connor, when we come back. Uh, five questions uh, brought to you by The Brick here on Empton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Old Napoleon Dynamite, Jason Greger's twin brother. Just cutting a rug all over the place. You ever watch this show, Connor? Actually, I want to, do I even want to know the answer? Yeah, Stratty. I think I was in junior high. I saw this tons of times. I own it on DVD. Oh, jeez. Today is actually like national um, drive-in theater day. And I oh, saw it at a drive-in theater once as well. So. Oh, wow. Hmm. Interesting. I like Napoleon. Yeah, I like Napoleon too. Vote for Pedro. Classic shirt. Absolutely classic shirt. Uh, coming up at 5 o'clock, we still got lots to come here. Ryan Rashog coming. Uh, I think he's on the golf course. Everyone's golfing today except for Connor and I. Everyone in the whole city. <laughs> uh, tell me you're wrong with Connor Halley. Then we'll get to some help me understand. And I expect that you all are going to be sending us some ideas. Uh, you can do this at 10, 12, 60. You've got an idea of something you want to help understand. We can maybe help you understand. So shoot some ideas at 10, 12, 60. You know, as in help me understand who's going to play center for the Anaheim Ducks if they draft Fantelli. That'd be an example of a good help me understand. But right now, let's get into tell me I'm wrong, or not tell me I'm wrong, five questions brought to you by The Brick. Make your patio the place to be. The Brick has great outdoor sectional sets, barbecues, outdoor TVs, and more. Make the most out of your fun the sun at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, Stretty, making trades and hiring new coaches, we think. Do you like what the Columbus Blue Jackets have done this last week? 
I do. I think that it helps their D, but without a, 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 number, a true number one center, I believe they're going to hit a ceiling. So they got to find a number one center, Connor. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure, obviously. I mean, Provorov is a player. You're bringing in a quality player there. I am very intrigued to see, though, how it goes with Babcock in the return of the NHL. We've heard he's learned some things, so that's the one I'm, I am very intrigued to be. But it makes the Columbus Blue Jackets a little bit more relevant than they were last week. So we're very interested to see what they can do and uh, how it all works out for them. Question number two. We've talked about this for a little while here. Did you ever think we'd see the day when PGA and Liv would merge uh, after all that had happened back and forth? Uh, I didn't. You just And the reason why it was because Jay Monahan and so many of the PGA players were adamant that they would never merge. I, 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 was, I was, went back and saw a few clips where Jay said, we'll never merge, because they would ask, is a merge possible? I said, we'll never merge with them. And here we are, depending on when you start, a year later or two years later, and they're together. So I, I honestly, my... I would have been less surprised if my head was stapled to the carpet this morning when I woke up than having these guys merge together. I guess Liv, I can see why Liv would want this, but the PGA, I, I, it just it blows me away. It blows me away. Yeah, I mean, I, I see some people, you know, in hindsight being 2020, saying this was inevitable. Eventually it was going to work its way out, but I didn't see it coming. I thought they'd go for a while and uh, do their own thing with the stars meeting up at majors, but... No, I'm I'm like you. I just did not see it coming, especially today on June 6th with this no real hype around it. Now, question number three for you. We know that the Blue Jays, uh, they finally made the move. They optioned Alec Manoa, a guy like you said was close to Cy Young last year, uh, down to the Florida Complex League. I don't know much about it, but from what I do hear, 17 to 19-year-olds, it's, uh, it's quite low. They say that that's probably where he'll be able to work on his game at its best. Uh I was going to ask you what the next step is, but the move's been made. So what what is the parting words if you're a member of the Jays organization for Alec Manoa as he leaves and heads down to Florida? Well, we, we've, see, we've all seen what he can be, right? Last year, he, he was in an all-star game. He was third inside a young voting, and he was just an absolute beast and, and uh, like an, just an energy, complete just pure energy for that group and brought attitude and swagger. And you don't see that now. I mean, yesterday he was trying to blow that ball over the third baseline. Like, does that look like a Cy Young winner? You know, I, I don't know. I just, it doesn't, it looks like he's, he's just, he's, um, how can I say this? It, it just seems like he's unraveled, right? It's just not who he is. So I think the message from Schneider and, and, and you know, the, the, the whole management group there is like, buddy, we believe in you, right? Go down there and find yourself. Just... Do what you need to do. It sounds like they're going to send various, uh, you know, some of the other assistant coach uh, or, uh, you know, their assistant pitching coaches will be, be sent down there to help him find his game. But I, I just don't – I just – buddy, we, we believe in you. Be patient. Uh, believe in yourself because we believe in you. And it's just brick by brick you build it back up because they have a good one there. They just got to get them, help them find it again. Yeah, Stratty, I mean, you talk about that, that image of him trying to blow the bunt foul yeah. it was like what is happening it's i mean i feel like at that point the decision was like we got to figure this out and i think i think the the final message would be like if i can steal a line from ted lasso be a goldfish forget all this stuff go down there work <laughs> on your game and have no distractions it's not going to be triple a buffalo where you know fans might come down and watch his starts or whatever it might be it's go down there work on your whatever the fundamentals the coaching whatever it might be 
and come back when you're ready. And, you know, I, I think he'll bounce back. He's 25 years old. I think a good learning lesson for him. And hopefully, hopefully that gets it going again. Question number four, Struds. Former NFL offensive lineman Russell Okung dropped over 100 pounds by fasting. For 40 days, he consumed nothing but water. How many days do you think you could last on that diet? Uh, I mean, I guess if my career hung in the balance, I'd be a little more motivated. Well, he right did it now? after football. Oh, he did it after football? Yeah. So he was an offensive lineman for a long time, uh, out of the game now. I just want to get what he weighed in at because he was yeah. a huge dude. Uh, his playing weight six five three ten. And so he's what is he? He must have got a little heavy then when he was done playing. I, yeah, I think so. So maybe he's back down to three hundred. Um, yeah, you know what? I I don't think I could do it, buddy. I'm not gonna lie. Unless I I felt that I needed like, like I said, you got to be motivated to do something like that. Now some people are um, just motivated by just trying it out, but I'm not that hardcore i need to try it out like i like working out i really enjoy that but the idea of going and grinding it out for you know not 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 doing that not eating it all i think that'd be pretty unlikely so i kind of i'd say I'd, it's pretty much mm, a zero percent chance i'd do it for, for for not even four days even five days i think it's very unlikely yeah i mean what about you i don't i don't think i could make it a day struts like, I right. I I think I, at one point I'd be like it would go wrong because uh, after maybe eight hours I just go the totally wrong direction and eat enough to gain weight. So yeah, I don't I don't know how he did it. Spiritually, he talked about how it was good as well. I just I don't know if I could do it. The the fast seems quite tough. Uh, final question for you on this day in 1998, HBO aired Sex in the City for the first time. Do you have a favorite HBO show and? If your first answer is Game of Thrones without even thinking about it, maybe we'll ask your second favorite. Okay, yeah, that, well, that's, that's an easy one, Game of Thrones. But I'm going to go off the board. I believe that this was it. I believe this is it. I believe that the Ali G show was on HBO. Now, I, I'm trying to get confirmation here. I've I've, I've sent an email to uh, HBO, and I haven't heard back yet. But I believe I remember watching it on there. And I, I was actually watching some of his things the other day, just not even knowing this is coming up. But that would be that I. It was the first time I saw it. I, I thought I was gonna. I, oh, I did pee my pants. So the allergy show. I believe that was on HBO. If I, if it wasn't on HBO, I'll go Sopranos. What about you, buddy? Good pick. I just wanted to try and see if I could find out if it was. Uh, looks like it. Yeah, Channel Four and then HBO for two years. Good pick there, Struddy. Um. Yeah, I think yeah, Game of Thrones is the one that comes to mind quickly. Sopranos was unbelievable as well, and there's still some shows I do need to watch. But uh, yeah, I got to go Entourage. I I was thinking True oh. Detective, but I've only seen the first season. But Entourage, uh, good good show just to turn your brain off and enjoy it all. So I enjoyed uh, Vinny Chase and the the tales of of his life. Yeah, that's that's a classic. I mean, there's been so many good ones, right? Like, HBO has just been on fire, you know. Like Sex in the City, I wasn't into it. True Detective, um, Chernobyl. If you yeah. haven't seen that one, Chernobyl is really good. Um, Succession. Yeah, so, yeah I, I never, I didn't watch a drop of it, so I can't really get too excited. But The Wire, or be like, what The Wire? Yeah, I yeah. never watched it either. Too many. I, I got the problem is that when I get so far behind, I can't catch up, right? <laughs> So, but those, yeah, there, there's so many. Good. Wasn't uh, Dexter on there too? 
Uh, no, I thought it was Showtime. I do. Oh, believe. Showtime. Okay, I got too excited. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. Yeah. Band of Brothers. Yeah. Did you say that one? Uh, yeah, Band of Brothers was fantastic. Yeah, really, really good program. Yeah, they've had lots, right? They've had a lot of good ones. My wife liked Big Little Lies, but I never, mm -hmm. again, I never watched it. Last uh, of Us, you and I both got into that one. Last of Us, Westworld, mm -hmm. Kirby Enthusiasm. Like, there's been some real winners. Uh, they are elite at cranking out those shows, but I'm afraid that Game of Thrones rises above them all. Deadwood. Oh, a couple of people saying Ballers. I liked Ballers for the first couple seasons. I kind of faded oh. away towards the end. Yeah, that's with the big guy, right? The Rock? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Rome was pretty good. I did see that one too. So, yeah, good, 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 good questions. Really good questions. Um, okay, let's duck out here, guys, on the Jason Graves show. Today it's Jason Strudwick in the hot seat, along with Connor Halley. We're going to pause when we come back. Ryan Rashago joined us, and we'll hear about his golf game. We've kind of like listened to someone's bad beat stories, but we'll, we'll still dial in. Uh, as we go to break, though, we'll get to a sports update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Kubota zero-turn mowers are built for professional mowing results. Durability and comfort are ready to tackle any terrain while keeping you comfortable. Get yours at edmontonkubota.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 